This is Carlos Brown letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net and on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. 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 I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Talking about Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. Talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside HBC Sports Lab radio show streaming platform with Mike. Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, but I got the coach. I got Coach Wilson in the house. It is a special occasion, and check what is going down now. I want to say welcome to episode 216 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture and HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Yada Caville, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to H-Late's 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University. Without further ado, I want to show my appreciation and acknowledgement to Coach Wilson, the Bowie State Bulldogs named Dr. Cavill's 2021 Mid-Major Division HBCU National Champions presented by SlurBurnWaco.com. This is their third consecutive title that I've provided under Coach Wilson in the third and four years. As you know, the 2020 HBCU mid-major season was canceled due to COVID-19. Best record in school history in 12 and 2 over making it to the NCAA Division II playoffs regional championship. In the modern era, the two divisional HBCU championships since 2002, Bowie State Bulldogs now ranked second tied with Albany State with three titles 
just behind Tuskegee and Winston-Salem State with four titles. Without further ado, the Bulldog State Bulldogs earn the HBCU Mid-Major Champion with a record of 12 and 270. All 10 first place votes, 100 points. Give it up for Coach Wilson. Congratulations, Coach. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. This is big time, man. This is this is what it's all about. And uh man, this this, this was a special year. And I had some special coordinators and Coach Sewell and Coach Reed, and they'll call an offensive defensive uh, game plan or put a game plan together to give our guys to be successful. And I'm I'm so thankful and honored just to receive these you know, these accolades on behalf of our program. But then, Coach, before I let Charles ask the question, I did want to ask uh, this, you know, as you grinded through the business and come up to the ranks, could you imagine that you would be in this place? I know you think about it, but was it real to you? That's, that's a great question. What I've done uh, the last couple of summers, I started to read some of the old articles of my first year coaching at Boone State. And, wow. and it's amazing that some of the things that I was saying to the reporters at that time has come full circle now. So, it, it, you know, sometimes I got to pitch myself, but it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great run, and I'm truly blessed to have the opportunity to be the head coach at, at our university, at Bowie State University, and work with the guys I work with. Man, we're so proud of you. Well-deserved. Let me let Charles ask the follow-up question. Yeah, uh, congratulations again, Coach Wilson. And, you know, one of the uh, things that I'm always curious about is the elements that go into uh, a national championship and I'm always curious, was there a practice? Was there a game? But what, where was that moment this past season uh, where you knew that this team was something special? Well, it's really funny. It happened during the summertime. It happened in August. Uh, our, our, our field was being redone, uh, you know, getting new turf laid down. And uh, the, the dates, you know, we got back behind, behind track a little bit, some bad weather. And so we were catching a, a bus or buses to go over to a practice facility, uh, which may be about 10 minutes from campus. And when I noticed the guys didn't complain, didn't look for a way out, just got off the bus and, 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 and worked really hard every day, we were at a team meeting one night in, in, in camp, and I said, guys, if we continue to be selfless versus selfish, we're going to have a very good team. And I think those guys brought into it, those guys showed that no matter what our hurdles would come their way, they were prepared to overcome them and, and just work together. And a lot of guys, you know, it took a lot of guys to do that because we had a very talented team. So some guys, you know, missed some, missed some plays or maybe not had an individual stats they may have wanted. But at the end of the day, we got the ultimate team goal. Certainly. Again, this is Coach Wilson for the Bowie State Bulldogs. They were just named Dr. Bill's 2021 Mid-Major Division HBCU National Champions of the Year presented by SlowBurnWaco.com. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a chance. Any last words that you want to share with your fans, family, coaches, and players at this time? No, I just want to, once again, thank you guys for the acknowledgement. Uh, and like I said, I really appreciate and enjoy working with the coaches that I have on my staff and my, my student athletes, really getting it done on and off the football field. And to come back after the COVID year to accomplish what we did is very special uh, to me. And this award really, I, I hold near and dear to my heart. So I appreciate it, guys. No problem. We'll have something come to you, uh, something that all the coaches enjoy and something that will be able to help you put a little something in the program. Not a much uh, that we can, but it'll be something that hopefully it goes a long way because we certainly know this is well-deserved. Thank you. This is Dr. Bill. Inside HBC Sports Lab, we'll be right back after this quick break. Just wanted to highlight it and give you Coach Wilson as he steps 
the honor of being 2021 Mid-Major Division HBC National Champion, presented by SlowBurnsWaco.com. Who would have thought it? Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.B. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to lock yeah. and who's about, So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. And welcome back in to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab here on the Black College Sports Network. And if you're just tuning in, the Bowie State Bulldogs, Coach Damon Wilson, he joined us at right at the top of the hour as he was just named Dr. Cabell's 2021 Mid-Major Division HBCU National Champion presented by SlowBurnWaco.com. This is their third consecutive uh, title under Coach Wilson and their third in four years. Uh, kudos to Coach Wilson and the Bowie State Bulldogs. Best record in school history at 12-2 and two, uh, over uh, the making it to the Division II regional uh, playoffs as a champion in the modern era. The two divisional HBCU championships uh, since 2002, Bowie State now ranks second behind Albany State uh, with three titles. Uh, Albany State with three titles in Tuskegee and Winston-Salem had four titles. Let's take a look now at some news and notes around uh, HBCU. I tell you what, you can't say enough about the Texas Southern Tigers <laughs> last night as they went in and shocked uh, the Florida Gators. That was a huge win for Texas Southern when you take a look at it, uh, a big win. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. Where we'll co- talk with Coach Johnny Jones, head coach of the Texas Southern Tigers, as they went out and pulled off the shocker that uh, uh, in a lot of ways you saw them crawl on ESPN last night. 
Huge win for the Texas Southern Tigers program. Huge win for HBCUs. Huge win for the SWAC. Other news around HBCUs, of course, Eric Dooley, former head coach of the Premier and Panthers, he was named the head coach uh, at Southern. Less than 48 hours after that tough loss, uh, the Jack State coach duly decided to take his talents uh, back to Louisiana. Uh, Southern University announced that Eric Dooley would become his next head coach. He fills the role that was vacated by uh, Dawson Odoms when he left uh, for Norfolk earlier this spring. Coach Jason Rollins, uh, he served as the interim head coach during this past fall uh, where the Jaguars went four and seven. Uh, this comes after Dooley led Prairie View to a 7-4 regular season record, and he also claimed the SWAC Western Division title for the Prairie View A&M Panthers. Uh, a tremendous season for the Prairie View A&M Panthers to get to the SWAC Championship Western Division uh, representatives. Well, when you take a look at Coach Dooley's resume, New Orleans natives, he has strong ties, of course, uh, to the state of Louisiana and to Southern. He played his college ball at Gramley, interestingly enough, under legendary coach Eddie Robinson in the 1980s. But he has two degrees from the Southern University system, including a master's degree uh, from the flagship campus. He spent 13 seasons in Baton Rouge as an assistant uh, for another SWAT coaching legend at legend none other than the great Pete Richardson. Uh, from there, Coach Dooley went to uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, helping lead UAPB to a SWAC title in 2012. I remember that well because that SWAC title was over uh, my Jackson State Tigers. He then took the job as offensive coordinator at Grammar, where he coached multiple SWAC Offensive Players of the Year in Jonathan Williams and Devontae Kincaid as Gramlin won back-to-back SWAC titles in 2016 and 2017. Of course, under Coach Dooley's guidance in 2015, Gramlin ranked fourth in the nation uh, in scoring, scoring 41.3 points per game, 65 touchdowns, and they averaged 470 yards per game. Now, Dooley, he will look to rebuild uh, this Southern program that will look to contend with a up uh, a resurgent uh, Prairie View team that was 7-4 and just played in the SWAC championship, as well as a uh, former SWAC champion, All-Porn State, and, of course, their rival in Grambling. So kudos to Coach Eric Dooley in terms of getting this job over there to lead this Southern program uh, back into prominence in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. So those are some of the news and notes that were, uh, of course, around HBCUs this past week. And, of course, I have to mention Jackson State. They punched their ticket this past weekend and the SWAC championship to the Celebration Bowl for the first time in school history. As we welcome Doc back in, I'll tell you what, tickets are going fast for the Celebration Bowl. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, why are you, why you trying fast. to be modest? They said it was the whole town. What you talking about? Y'all can play around if you want to. They had to open up some additional seats. I mean, you got a SWAC championship game that sells 50 plus. Now all of a sudden the Celebration is hot ticket. Uh, We're going to sneak in an interview with somebody that's uh, part of the big picture of why this all done. So we'll surprise you with that a little bit. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I get into town Wednesday. I need a break from all the other work you got to do. And then I'll be ready to watch what I think will be a great day. Great game. I'm sure in some people's imagination, this will be a culmination of a great year. We'll see what that looks like. We'll get a chance to dig a little deeper in that. But yeah, it's, it's hot right now. It's hot right now. Um, in terms of this news that's going on. And it just keeps plugging and chugging. 
No doubt about it. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. It keeps plugging and chugging. Like you said, looking forward to getting over there to Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl. Jackson State, South Carolina State, uh, both fan bases are doing a tremendous job of making sure their fan bases get those tickets, get those uh, fannies in the seats. And of course, um, December 18th, ABC, 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern. Looking forward to it. Yeah, let's take this break. We'll come back with our interview right after this break. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Texas Southern dominates number 20 Florida, a courtesy of HBCU game day. A lot of information out there. Surprise to some, but not surprise to others. But we'll get a chance to talk about that in the second half of the show. But we'll be right back after this quick break, and we'll come back with the second quarter. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.m-e-l-v-e-t-b-o-u-t-i-q-u-e.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival. You can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. It's just the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. DeVille with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington's out on assignment. Charles is in the building. He's smiling. He has all his, I believe, stuff on. He's taking all my cigars. Uh, <laughs> Chess is all out. But we have none other than the SWAT commissioner. So we're going to get a little break from Charles beating on his chest. We're going to get to talk to Charles, Dr. Charles McCullough, the commissioner of the SWAT. We're going to do a little football year in review. I guess it's appropriate. We are coming up on the year end. Uh, traditionally, though, when we talk about athletics, we think about this maybe being the midpoint uh, academic year in a lot of ways. But it seems like a long time. It seems like a very busy year. So much has taken place. 
But without further ado, let me jump right in here. Charles, how are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for having me on your show again. No, it's a pleasure having you here. Uh, let's talk about the SWAT. You opened it up back in July, talking about this is stacking up to a great, great year. I think it personally lived up to it, but how would you summarize this year? A plus. Mm. Uh, and not just this football season. We talked about the, the year. Think about it. We've had two football seasons this calendar year. Mm. I did an interview earlier, and it talked about how great this season was, but it was really set up by a very successful spring season. So a lot of people got a taste in the spring and with everybody playing in the fall, the addition of family and Bethune Cookman, it was one of those seasons where people thought it would be historic. And then fast forward to now, definitely historic. We're, we're going to set a record for attendance. Uh, we're going to set a celebration bowl record. Uh, all of the lower bowl seats have already sold. So that has never happened. So they haven't to open up the second level and it's week and a half away. Uh, hotels, host hotel is sold out. It's overbooked. Um, you know, we record number in the championship game, uh, set a record there, uh, extended television, uh, extended sponsorship. So, you know, hats off to the coaches, hats off to the administrators, the presidents and chancellors, believing in the vision, following the vision, establishing the vision. Uh, you know, swag's pretty hot right now. I'm, I'm pleased, Dr. King, out of the bell. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's rolling pretty good right now. You should. And you, you're not a person that, like, jumps out there in a lot of ways. You're very modest um, for whatever reason. Uh, but this is a time to kind of strut the peacock, if you would. And so if you won't do it, we'll kind of do it uh, from this perspective and acknowledging what we see from our perspective. And then you could at least chime in and, um, redirect us in whatever way you want to go. But with that said, we did talk about football in year, and that gets a lot of the phenomenon and a lot of out there. But you also had a successful soccer season that culminated with the championship with Prairie View A&M's women's program crowning themselves. But the matches to get there, that went into uh, penalty kicks. And anybody that watches soccer understands just how heightened it gets, one, to get into the sudden go overtime and then to get it played out in a penalty kick, and it happened to be the home team getting it done, and the fans rushed the field, uh, or as they say down there, the pitch uh, in that case. So that was wonderful. Then you get a volleyball matchup with the final four teams setting up uh, semifinals that, that goes these extra matches, and they're just thunderous. You have the championship game between the number one team and the number two team played on each other's home court, took a match from each other, and it goes to the fifth set, and it's broadcast on television. And you could feel, I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest volleyball person out there. I didn't have a stake, per se, if you say an institution that happens to be my alma mater, but I have a stake certainly being a SWAC fan, and I was all in. I was riveted in terms of the action. Um, so I would ask you to bring those in there and just talk about how important it is to have the all the sports, uh, at least at this fall and the fall part, really coming up to it. And I didn't even get into cross country. 
<laughs> but, you know, we talked about it. We talked about the overall level of competitiveness. Uh, the thing that probably strikes me more than what most would even think about is sitting through those games. Mm. And it's not so much the thrill of handing out the trophy to the winner, but looking those young ladies in the eyes that did win, seeing that pain, you know, that mm-hmm. You know, as athletics director, I would always rather get beat by 40 than lose at, you know, penalty kicks or, you know, the fifth set by by two or, you know, last second shot. But it just goes to the overall level of competitiveness. And I don't want to diminish volleyball and soccer, but just think about football. Think about what Mississippi Valley State did this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. As everybody talked about, this weekend is week out. It's every sport. It's cross country. It's volleyball, it's going to be basketball, it's going to be baseball, it's going to be softball. And, you know, in the sport of baseball and softball, we did not, by virtue of votes of the administrators, expand the tournament. So it's just going to be eight. You know, it's going to be eight for basketball, it's going to be eight for baseball, it's going to be eight for softball. So can you imagine, you know, the level of competitiveness? But that's what we wanted within the Southwestern Athletic Conference. We wanted to be the best. And I think it's proven to be, you know, shown that from a competitive standpoint, if you want to enter this black college arena at the highest level, you got to start with the Southwestern Athletic Conference. So hats off again to our student athletes. That's where we want to be. Uh, You know, you looked at Lincoln Riley with Oklahoma. You know, he decided to go to the Pac-12. You can say what you want to say. He went to the Pac-12 because he was going to the SEC. <laughs> there's some coaches in the swag do the same that Charles Bishop. So, you know, <laughs> when, when have you seen coaches not make it through the end of the swag season? I've never seen that in the Southwest Athletic Conference. That, you know, so the stakes are high. The dollars are high. Look at what Jackson State did uh, from a from a revenue standpoint and hosting the SWAC championship. So it's competitive across the board and there are going to be unintended consequences. Pressure is going to be one of those consequences that all institutions are going to have to realize, but it's good for us. It's good for competition. And if you are the best, this is where you're supposed to be. Mm. I like that plug. Um, One more jump in there um, before I pass it. When you talk about just yesterday, you know, before you can even close out on your flag championship, now all of a sudden you get one of your swag members, Texas Southern University, to defeat, as you talk about, mighty SEC, a top 20 ranked team uh, that hasn't been done uh, in the SWAC previously in terms of defeating a ranked SEC team. Uh, we've done a couple of the other conferences before. But not only that, at least in my estimation, I've seen more Division One wins by multiple teams uh, in the conference. Some of them already have two Division One wins. The fact that the conference has played other HBCUs, and I believe the record um, is four and one in those matchups. Last one coming to Norfolk State, it is um, advanced, what, 10 and two at this point in terms of what they get done. But you got your wins over Tennessee State, Alabama A&M, Alabama State over North Carolina Central, MEAC team that's a traditional power uh, winning that conferences over the years. Obviously, Grambling uh, defeating Morgan State, a team that expected the challenge for the MEAC championship. And then, obviously, the other Division One wins. 
is that also what you're speaking about for people's expectation of what may come this basketball season? That's obviously on the men's side, but the women are doing the same thing as well with Jackson State in a lot of ways leading the way. Absolutely. And that's part of the plan. We want our institutions to get better. You talked about, you know, Texas Southern, a huge win. Texas Southern always gets a win or two on a top-ranked team. But look at what Jackson State has done. Jackson State has put together a solid uh, non-conference season. Uh, Bethune-Cookman, a big Division One win. Alabama and m you know, has proven to be solid uh, in non-conference play. Florida A&M is going to have a good team. And, again, when you start talking about basketball, basketball is going to be extremely, extremely competitive Ooh, I you know, believe this year. So, yeah, it's, it's been that squarely across the board in every sport. And that's what we talked about. The You know, the overall level has increased. And, again, not to continue to go back to football, but Florida A&M got an at-large bid because they deserve mm-hmm. it. And they deserved it because of the schedule that they played and the games that they won. But I think it clearly states that the Southwestern Athletic Conference has gained respect and it's continuing to earn additional levels of respect. Why would the Pac-12 come to the Southwestern Athletic Conference and say, we want all 12 institutions to come? Because of that level of respect. Was it, if it was 10, 15 years ago, a loss to a swag school probably would be something that they could not overcome. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt you as much now based upon the matrix, based upon who you play. Florida lost to Texas Southern. They're probably dropping the rankings, but they're not going to drop that far because of the overall level of competitiveness of Texas Southern and what SWAC brings. And when you bring that type of legitimacy to the table, you get at-large bids in football. You get better seeds in basketball. You get better seeds in baseball and softball. And that's what we're striving for, and that's where we're going. Great point. Charles, let me, Bishop, let me let you jump in here and ask a follow-up question. Yeah, Dr. McCullough and I had a, a, a very interesting, candid conversation with a couple of uh, administrators uh, from within the conference, and uh, they marveled at how far this conference has come uh, since you uh, took over. Uh, have you had an opportunity to just really step back and just kind of take a look at the growth of this conference uh from the time you've taken over and to kind of take a look at that swag championship, the football atmosphere, Dr. Bill touched on the, the other championships as well, but to, just to really kind of take it all in and take in the breadth of it all. I have Charles and it's mm. a part of the plan. Uh, it's expected. It's required, but it's not me. Uh, we could not do any of this. if We did not have all 12 of our institutions on the same page. And I can honestly say all 12 are on, the same page. If we had one or two that was pulling against the grain, we would not be able to do what we've done. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you start looking at decisions that are made within the Southwestern Athletic Conference, we made an effort for it to be a cohesive decision, not a Charles McClellan decision or not a staff decision. But we include the ADs and SWAs. We include the presidents. So when you talk about a vision, it's a unified vision. And when everybody has an opportunity to buy into it, have input in it and have the ability to mold it, then you yield the type of results that we are yielding. So yes, I've had an opportunity to look at it. It's a part of the plan, uh, but we still have so far to go. I know Dr. Cabell always talks about, you know, not, you know, boasting, 
my mother told me when I was athletics director at Texas Southern that she was fearful of me mm-hmm. being athletic director because she thought that, you know, the, the people uh, and the success and quite frankly, the lack of success would negatively impact me. Uh, and my promise to her was that I would never get too high, I'd never get too low, I just work hard. So the credit truly goes to those individuals that are implementing the vision and the strategy. So it's not just the swag, it's not just me, it's everybody that's involved, including you guys, right? Uh, it's a holistic effort to move this conference forward. You know, I've seen a lot of bootleggers on the internet. I've seen a lot of people streaming our games illegally. I've seen a lot of people pop up uh, that have these talk shows with a lot of followers. You know, there was there was few of you that was with us from day one. Uh, people are on us now. We understand it. But I think that's the biggest thing that I have garnered, you know, surprise from. How many people now are on the SWAC train? And, you know, there's a lot of experts out there right now. But <laughs> very few of you they can go to to get legitimate, true, accurate information. So, but that's good too. That tells you that you're hot. Uh, when we wake up on Monday mornings and we get calls from fans about officiating, that's a good thing. Not necessarily because of the complaints oh, about officiating. Right. <laughs> but before we didn't get them because that's the right. interest wasn't necessarily there. Uh, so all of those things are, are extremely positive signs that we're moving forward. They're anticipated, they're expected, and we're going to continue to grow and we're going to continue to get better. Charles, did you, Bishop, you have another follow-up question you want to ask? Well, well the, the one follow-up question, and, and I think you, know, you touched on it earlier, this was such a, a unique turnaround with regards to football. We played a spring season and we went uh, into the fall uh, were there uh, any uh, unanticipated challenges or or obstacles that that the conference as a whole had to overcome as we move toward media day and toward this fall season? Yes, too many to name, Charles. <laughs> uh, but again, I go back to the administrators on the campus ensuring that their student athletes uh, receive their COVID shots. You know, ensuring that the the COVID plan that we instituted was followed because quite frankly, this fall, a lot of it fell upon the shoulders of the member institutions. Um, I guess all of it always falls on the shoulders of the institution, but we didn't require them to send in the forms. We didn't double check to make sure. And they did everything according to the guidelines, uh, the fans, my goodness, you know, we knew that they were going to be excited having been cramped up, you know, in the house for the spring and, and last fall, man, did they come out in droves. You know, you look at sellouts at FAMU's homecoming. You know, you look at sellouts at Jackson State. Who, who sells out a 60,000-seat stadium in the swag? Well, Jackson State does. You look at the sellout at Alabama a and uh, You know, we had sellouts across the board. We're going to smash the attendance records this year. So, <laughs> Wow. You know, it's just a good time. I, I go back to when we talked about three years ago, maybe two years ago, everybody asked a question about, are you going to try to bring in new members? Are you going to try to bring in new members? And I said, no. But what we're pre- trying to prepare ourselves for is when that time comes, we're proactive, not reactive. And you fast forward, who would have thought that the Southwestern Athletic Conference would be 
one of the stronger standing conferences in all of these reorganizations of these conferences, right? And again, it was a cohesive effort from all of our institutions. And I'm just lucky to be the leader right now. I don't know if it's because I had this magical plan or or the plan where I got a chance to watch the, the, the movie uh, King Richard with Serena and Venus. You know, I wrote a plan, but I'm not quite sure if it was like King Richard. And I don't know if I was good enough to stick with the plan like King Richard. But it's always good to have a plan, but it's always good to have some blessings. And we've definitely been blessed. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. We're here interviewing Dr. Charles McCullen on a uh, football year in review that included some of the fall sports as well. Uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Um, ask a couple of follow-up questions, and we'll let the commissioner get on his way. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Coles Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow so listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Will with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're interviewing the SWAC Commissioner, Dr. Charles McCullen, uh, giving us a little update of what's going on in SWAC after a great fall season, which included the culmination of the SWAC championship game that had the highest attendance since 1999 since it began with over 50,000 people watching a great matchup between Jackson State and Prairie View, with Jackson State coming out and earning the bid to the Celebration Bowl, which will feature Jackson State uh, and South Carolina State in that matchup. Two new teams that haven't been there uh, since um, the start of the event. With that being said, I wanted to ask a little bit about sponsorships. You know, what does that look like? Essentially, really, how does attendance tie into that? Uh, we talked about smashing the overall attendance record, uh, talked about more television broadcasts. You know, where is that going? What does that look like? And how potentially does attendance look into that? And the second part of that question may be attendance part of it, too. Uh, one of the uh, individuals out here, one of our listeners talked about, I know we've had great success with the games on the home team site. Is it possible that they might go back to a neutral site? event? And if so, what does that look like and why? Well, first question is attendance is directly related, but it's not just attendance in the stands. Uh, it's viewership. So let's talk about attendance in the stands. Who wants to cut on a SWAC championship game? There's 25 people in the stands, right? 
if you had opportunity to go to Alcorn the previous two years in Jackson, you'll realize that it's a different level of intensity than what you even experienced during regular season. Playoff ball brings a different level of, you know, excitement and intensity. Yeah. And when you have that many people in the stands, whether you're a Swag fan or not, you're going to keep the television on, right? The Alabama-Georgia uh, game was a blowout, so you start changing the channel and you start looking at <laughs> Swag games. They recognize that. Uh, most people that did not attend the game watched the game, and the first commercial out was the Pepsi commercial. And you saw a fam you uh, Jackson State Band commercial. That was a derivative of our deal with Pepsi. Why would Pepsi put that much money in a commercial? Wow. Why would they pay for it to be on TV and continue to pay for it to be on other shows other than swag events? It's because it was significant. It drives sales and it brings cultural awareness. So they look at all of those numbers. They look at all of those matrix. I know, Dr. Kenyatta Cavell, you have all of these numbers, but when you go back and you look at what our ratings were, even in week one, when FAMU played Jackson State, we were almost at a million viewers. We were, you know, like top seven, top eight. Uh, Ramblin' State, Tennessee State, again, they had almost a million viewers. And you go on and on. So when you're getting these types of numbers, uh, that's what sponsors are looking for. And we've had a very good year when it comes to people being interested in entities and corporations being interested in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. I'm going to give you an indication of when you know, I keep using that word hot. When you're watching ESPN Plus and you see a local commercial, mm-hmm. you know we're hot. Mm-hmm. So we had several of those where they can sell in the local market. I'm sitting at home in Birmingham, and I see a commercial from Birmingham that knows nothing about the SWAC. That means a lot of people are watching our events, a lot of people. So people talk about linear versus digital. I'm not a linear expert, but I would guess, I would bet, I can almost assure you, in the next 10 or 15 years, linear is going to be the predominant way that we're going to watch television. Cable is going to be gone. When you watch sports, when you watch your favorite shows, it's going to be on these streaming and, and digital networks. And you're starting to see sports go that way. The numbers are excessive and the viewerships are just as good. Uh, and the consumers are pushing us towards that, that era. But we still want linear because there are a massive amount of numbers. And linear isn't going away, so we have to have a good mixture of both. Our sponsors have seen it. They recognize it. And that is the reason why we have major corporate sponsors. We don't have to announce how much our deals are, Charles. But when people see General Motors, they know General Motors just don't sponsor anybody, right? Mm-hmm. When they see Pepsi-Cola, they know Pepsi-Cola just doesn't sponsor anybody. When they see Cricket Wireless, they know that these are major corporations that are backing the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and they're doing it for a reason. It's not because they're touchy-feely. They're doing it because we have a great product, and they are able to market to consumers that they're trying to get to, and that's educated African-Americans and minorities, uh, Caucasians and the like. All are part of our viewership and all are part of our membership. You know, to answer the question about whether or not we were moving from campus uh, to a central location, 
we just finished up our Council of Presidents and Chancellors meeting today, and that topic was broached. Uh, and I can tell you, overwhelmingly, everybody likes it on campus. So there are no discussions about moving it to a third party site. Again, it goes back to the energy, but it also goes back to the economic driver, not only for the institution, but for the city. A lot has been made about the $30 million that Jackson State Games have brought to the city of Jackson, $3 million this weekend. That allows Jackson State to go get money from the chamber, from the city, from the county, from sponsors. So there's a lot of indirect revenue that goes to the institutions by having these championship games on campus. And when I say indirect, they're creating these relationships where they get money from the city, get money from the county, get money from the additional sponsors, get money from corporations, get in kind of things. So there's a lot that drives this. Uh, and my fear, you didn't ask this question, uh, uh, Charles or Charles or the person that put it in the chat, but my fear is now that we're growing, we're growing into a larger entity with a lot of interest. We're going to have to continue to rethink how we do business. We're not going to be able to do business the same way that we did business yesterday, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to continue to evolve because the stakes are starting to get very, very high. They're starting to get very, very high. Makes sense. Charles Bishop, Professor Bishop, one follow-up question and we'll let Charles go. Well, I, I think you touched on it. What I actually was going to ask about was uh, you touched on the future of, of television. Uh, people are cutting cords. And, and, and one of the debates that you always have within these chat rooms or, or on these swipe message boards is, you know, games beyond on ESPN plus being on the digital streaming side. But you touched on why that, that, that's important. Advertisers, sponsors see that as well. Well, I didn't get any complaints this year being on ESPN plus. As a matter of fact, I got more compliments to say, hey, we watch more swipe football this year mm. than we ever have. Yeah, I know I have. My 82-year-old yeah, father has a smart TV in the living room and in the back room. He has ESPN Plus, and he was going back and forth watching two <laughs> games at the same time, right? Yeah. So that's where we're going. But we don't underestimate the power of linear television. We have sure. so much more to do. But we want them both. We want them both. The Big 12 has the majority of their deal with ESPN is on ESPN Plus, right? The SEC doesn't. But we think that there's a good middle ground on both. So we're going to continue to get linear games. But in the next 10 to 15 years, you're going to get the majority of your television is going to come from streaming. It's not going to be linear. And it's already started. It's only going to get worse so we want to keep up with the times we want to make sure again we're on the cutting edge of it but our plan of not putting games on the swag digital network uh worked out for us we delivered quality games the same production company that espn uses we use and as we've delivered those quality games to espn we've got more we had those games on nba tv we're working on another package this year with nba tv for some of our basketball games and we're working on some additional linear television coverage. You know, I've been very vocal about wanting to get our rights back. Uh, we're working on that process. We're going to have more games on linear. We have a lot more flexibility uh, in doing that. And we, we have, again, some more work to do. But our success has given us the opportunity to go in and, 
and talk to our partners to say, let's expand, let's grow. And because the numbers have been good, we've been given those green lights. Great information and thank you for your time and the extended time that you've given us. Um, look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. Yeah, let I me know. say this though, before I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. Oh, let me say this before uh, you let me go. Back to Charles' question about digital. Let's talk about what the future looks for from a SWAC's perspective, at least in that digital space. Uh, we are working on a plan uh, to get artificial intelligent cameras at all of our ends. So you don't need a camera. These cameras will pick up the ball. It'll pick up who has it. It'll pick up names. It picks up stats. And as it records more, it learns. And we can produce an entire game in high definition without a camera, man, plug and play. We're working on getting those in all of our arenas and all of our stadiums. So there will be a point in time where you will be able to see every swag event uh, on TV or digital. But we're not going to give it away, Charles. Somebody's going to have to pay for it, right? Yes, sir. Be, no patient. be patient. So we, we had a capability of doing it, but we have to find partners that's going to want to pay us because once they pay, that's money to the schools. And once we get to those seven-figure payouts to the schools. Now you're talking about really making an impact and really doing the things that we're supposed to do to be competitive at a high level. So we just don't have our eyes set on FCS. We have our eyes set on being the best, the best period. No doubt about it. That's the commissioner, SWAC commissioner, Dr. Charles McCullen. Appreciate your valuable time. Look forward to seeing you uh, next week in Atlanta uh, for the Celebration Bowl. I know you'll be fixed assets as you would like to see the season culminate with the SWAC uh, winning and bringing home, bringing home a trophy in terms of the celebration bowl. It'd be fascinating to see. Can they get back over the hump? Talk to you then and appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. This is Dr. Bill inside HBCU Sports Lab with our interview with the SWAC Commissioner, Dr. Charles McCullough. We'll be right back after this quick break. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home. And together, we can be the change. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. So we've got a good 
Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com but if they want to analytic data with your hip hop, if you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike. Washington, Charles Bishop, Mike Washington is out on assignment, but we have none other than Coach Johnny Jones of the Texas Southern Tigers, head men's basketball coach, uh, coming off some great firsts for the university. And this is a Texas Southern program that has 
quite a bit of history. So when you do first around here, uh, you're doing some great things. Went uh, furthest uh, HBCU program has done in the modern era since the 70s Division One in the CIT, tying Hampton going to the semifinals in that. Um, then going to the tournament last year, NCA winning first round game, and then coming back this year and finding another way to raise the ball, getting a win over a top 20 team over the University of Florida Gators. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Uh, really a, a long day today, but uh, one that we're really excited about because sometime when you travel and after setback, it, uh, uh, it, it, it's a little crazy. But after a victory like that and been on the plane and uh, people uh, asking the players, uh, Who do you, where, where are you guys from? And they tell them, well, did you play last night? And they tell them, yes. So who did you play? Uh, University of Florida, how'd you guys do? And when they say they, well, we won, you know, it's a different look on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you get enjoyment out of that. And, and then uh, the people are really great and have been great. And our kids have been wonderful. Uh, but uh, the travel's been good. And I think our guys have done a tremendous job of uh, growing uh, as a basketball team this early part of the season. Well, when you get in that game, um, you're playing right with them. Florida does have the, the lead early, but um, certainly about the midway, if you would, through uh, basically the first half, Texas Southern took the lead and never looked back and just really increased the lead. Other than some late turnovers, uh, it could have been even more uh, damaging than what the score looked. But if you would, tell us a little bit about when you're coaching and you see your team getting it, the things that you practice and getting it, and especially at such a high level against uh, a ranked team, how do, how do you stay in the moment with your team? I'll tell you, the good thing about these guys, they, they're willing to learn. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and they've got good basketball IQs, and they understand it. And, and they have um, really understand the importance of each game that we're playing against this high-caliber competition. Sometimes we're exposed in some of the flaws or whatever that we may have had. Uh, they obviously uh, uh, or exploited uh, because of the fact that the way the teams attack. And it's our job to make sure uh, that we go out and, and do a tremendous job of, of pointing those things out and let's get better. If it's transition defense, if it's rebounding, whatever those things are, let's get better at it and, and, and make sure the next time that we play that's not what we're sitting here at practice talking about. We've got to continue to improve upon. So with the with those things outside of Louisiana Tech game, I thought our guys continued to improve and continue to get better. Last night, I thought through the combination of everything that we've talked about, those guys did a great job of putting it together. Second effort, uh, transition defense, rebounding the basketball, defending with high with high hands, executing at a high level. Uh, making the extra passes. And when you do those things on a consistent basis, I thought our guys were able to see the success that we were having. They fed off of that. And uh, our bench was, uh, you know, the, we didn't have a great deal of fans. We had a few fans there. But our bench was so into the game last night that we played in like four or five-minute segments. Anytime we came to a timeout, we wanted to make sure that we won that timeout going back out on the floor that we mm -hmm. either got to stop or if we had the ball, we wanted to try and execute at a high level. And throughout that game, those things happened in a positive way for us. Oh, I love it. Charles, Bishop, please follow up with a question. 
Yeah, Coach, I, I wanted to get in a little bit uh, on the statistics part of it because uh, one of the things that jumped out uh, for me with regards to this game was uh, the, the points in the paint uh, and the way you guys out-rebounded Florida. Talk a little bit about you guys, especially on the inside, and how they were able to get it done uh, versus, uh, uh, you know, what we traditionally see are bigger front lines. Well, you know, they have a, a real big guy inside, 6'11", 7-footer guys projected to be a pro, actually – put his name in the draft last year. And we wanted to make sure that we did a great job of challenging and at least going at him at a high level. We think uh, we have post guys that got a great deal of confidence in, in our post guys, uh, the guys that are really uh, down there grinding for us uh, there in the paint. And so last night, uh, I thought they did an excellent job of stabilizing him. And, and then we rebound the basketball exceptionally well. We had, uh, I think, 40-something rebounds to their 26. And not only that, we had 14, I think, offensive rebounds. Those are other scoring opportunities. Those are second chance points. Yeah. Those are paint points or whatever for us. And our guys uh, did a great job. I think we had a couple uh, right there, especially late uh, in the basketball uh, game when uh, Bryson Grisham got an offensive rebound off of a missed free throw. Then another one off a rebound, good put back right there at point blank range in terms of the basket. So we put a lot of pressure uh, on people. When we take shots, we shot the ball extremely well last night in the 50s, finally shot in the 40s from the three-point line. Then you give yourself some second-chance opportunities with some rebound paint touches uh, like that. Some special things can happen for you. Just talk a little bit about the, the, the growth of, of, of John Walker uh, coming into this season, Jordan Carl Nicholas, some guys that we saw last year. And then uh, P.J. Henry is a new name that I didn't see last year, but uh, they all are tremendous contributions last night in this game against Florida. Absolutely. You had Walker had uh, 15, 16 points. He had seven, I think, assists, seven rebounds uh, last night. That's huge. Seven assists from you guys, 6'9", six, 6'10". Uh, power forward making those type plays and passes for us last night and on the perimeter making shots. John came to us uh, up from Texas A&M. He had some injuries. Uh, he, he was needing to possibly put on a little bit more weight, get a little bit stronger, really was dedicated in the weight room. Unfortunately, COVID kept him out of the weight room a year ago during the summer. That wasn't the case this past summer. He worked extremely hard. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger, put on some weight. It's given him more confidence uh, as well. And he's played that way. He's really been a great leader for us. Claude Nicholas last year was one of the, uh, what I'd like to call a workhorse for us. An energy guy, plays extremely hard, uh, toughness, great defender, uh, inside rebound. Uh, the basketball can, can, and has really developed a knack around the basket uh, with his ability to score, and that's been a big help for us. And uh, P.J. Henry uh, has just been lights out for us. And I think if I had to say someone uh, who was the biggest surprise uh, that we've had this early part of the season, I'd have to say it's P.J. Henry, uh, his mm -hmm. play. Although we knew coming in that he was a good player, he played 32 minutes last year in the NCAA tournament against Baylor uh, when he was at Hartford. Uh, but coming into our team, learning our guys and, 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 and really becoming the quarterback on our basketball team, he's really uh, emerged uh, really as a special player for us uh, because his ability with his ball handling skills uh, can assist. He creates opportunities for his teammates first 
but at the same time, he can really score the basketball and he can uh, defend. He's a good on-ball uh, defender as well. So he's really, really a solid player that we're fortunate that we're able to get uh, during this transfer period uh, last year. And uh, he's going to, I think, make a huge impact on our basketball team this year. Awesome. Yes, double-double, uh, uh, Bryson, Grisham, uh, in terms of 13 rebounds. Uh, in terms of what he had to do, well, I should say 10 re defensive rebounds and three offensive rebounds, but he had a big game when you talk about that. Any other players that kind of stood out there before we let you go? Well, the big thing about Bryson Grisham, you know, he's a, he's a grown man. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a guy, you know, uh, I got a call today, and it's, it's funny, you know, you win these games. And so John Calipari called me from uh, University of Kentucky, and uh, I want to congratulate him. So you guys obviously did a good job last night trying to figure out what we had done. Uh, with the big guy inside and telling him that, uh, you know, we've got a guy, Bryson Grisham, who uh, started for uh, University of Houston a year ago on a Final Four team. Uh, yeah. started uh, 19 games, playing 17 minutes a game. So that's what he's able to bring to the table. He's such a force or whatever out there uh, that's playing for us. But I think we've had a pretty good balance uh, with this team. Uh, we've got a combination of guys that I think that we're that's going to continue to grow, allow us to continue to, to be a, a very good basketball team uh, as the season continues to progress. So those type of things that uh, give me reason as a coach to re really be excited uh, because the number of things that I think that we can do. If we want to go with a big team in zone, uh, if we want to go with a big team and switch uh, defensively, if we want to go at our speed, there are so many things that we're capable of doing with scores on the floor with these guys as grasping. And, and, and you're talking about a combination of guys that came back from a year ago, but the new guys we've got in Bryson Grisham and, and you talk about uh, PJ Henry, unfortunately, AJ uh, Lawson wasn't able to play, a little injured, looking forward to uh, getting him back. A special group of guys uh, that I think that uh, can do a lot of things. And we haven't even talked about Yahoo's Arasius, who wasn't with us last year because of some, I mean, last night because of some personal things going with him. Uh, but I, I really, really uh, uh, have reason to be excited about this basketball team. No doubt about it. Last question I have for you, and I promise we'll let you know. I know you're tired. You're getting oh, no, I'm, I'm good to go. So All right. Yeah. Appreciate you sticking with us. I did want to get into it. A lot of the talk, obviously, is about football and expansion on this side. First one up in a lot of ways. But now we're getting ready for that hardwood in terms of conference play. A couple of more non-conference games, you get into the conference matchup, and you have the expansion. you got the Florida teams, obviously, uh, coming through the SEC as you've done, familiar as you, you, you understand this larger footprint, this larger conference. Uh, and so what are your thoughts in terms of what this means to the SWAC particularly on the basketball side of things, of expansion, particularly going into the Florida market. What are your thoughts going into this conference season? I tell you, it's, uh, it's amazing what uh, Dr. McClellan has been able to do with their conference. You look around uh, the country when other uh, conferences are losing teams and, and, and trying to figure it out, we're gaining teams from uh, other conferences, not only gaining teams, but getting their top teams from their conference that's going to really come in and enhance uh, what we already have in the SWAC from the basketball to football to the band, uh, you name it. So uh, remarkable job going out and identifying uh, that. But uh, I think our, our league is not only good just bringing those guys in, but the teams that were in the league last year with the returning players mm -hmm. did a tremendous job in terms of recruiting 
our league is going to be bigger, better, and stronger uh, this year than it was a year ago. I think you can look around and see what Jackson State has done early on. They've beaten uh, really good teams. Illinois State, uh, big win. They went into Louisiana Lafayette and, and, and beat the uh, University of Louisiana. Big win. Kentucky's on uh, playing, I think, uh, Southern right now. And Southern uh, has had a good first half against those guys. But you can go down the list with Prairie View, obviously going to be very good uh, again this year. And so we've got an exciting league. And, and you can go down the line. And, and, and I can assure you, Florida a and uh, is a very solid basketball team that's uh, been very good in their league. And they've got all tournament, I mean, uh, conference high, uh, first uh, team conference uh, caliber players on that team. So our fans are going to have something uh, to really be excited about when those teams hit the floor um, this year because of the, the growth of each one of the teams uh, that's in our league right now. Man, I appreciate you breaking down and sharing that, man. Yeah, you got me excited. Uh, closing out football, getting to this basketball. It just it, it just gets better. Last thing is, I'll turn the floor over to you. Anything we didn't ask you, anything you want to share uh, with your fans, uh, with the SWAC in general, HBCU sports uh, and the overall program, anything you want to share that we didn't ask? We're just getting our fans ready for uh, January 8th when we get home. Uh, we've been on the road. We'll be on the road 13 straight games. And when we come home, we certainly need that support behind us and that fan base and people there in the seats ready to cheer uh, the Tigers on. And uh, it's going to be a great uh, conference run. It's going to be a great battle. There are no nights that you're going to have an opportunity to be able to take off. There are no easy nights uh, in this conference race. And uh, so we're, we're hoping that we get our fan base behind us, and, and that's what we're really excited about. Oh, we'll, we'll be there. We promise you that. We'll be in HPE arena. We're going to check it out. We know the Tigers are going to be hot. They're going to give it everything, and you're going to get an exciting brand of basketball. So if you're in the greater Houston, whether you're coming through or you live here, I promise you, you need to get over to the H&P Arena to see what uh, Coach Johnny Jones has going on with the basketball program. He always has a good, but now you see he's loaded for bet. He plans to bring some more pie. So if you have the time, get it done. Get over there. Coach I did want to say, too. Uh, going down. I did want to say today real quick to uh, Coach Samson Paul. He said, obviously, because of our proximity and the relationship he's got and uh, we have, and at the same time with Bryson Grisham been over here, they were about to play last night. And he said he was watching the end of our game. He said he was five minutes late getting in to talk to his team to get them their pregame. He said, Coach, you got to come in. He said, No, man. He said, I got to finish watching these Tigers finish this thing off. So that's exciting. Oh, I love it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing those nuggets with that. We won't hold you up. We appreciate it. That's Dr.ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. Mike Washington, Charles Bishop interviewing the head men's basketball coach, Texas Southern Tigers, Coach Johnny Jones, getting it done with the big win over, yes, you heard it, the Florida Gators, 20th ranked Florida Gators, 69 to 54, but there's more to come. So get into this conference trade. He let you know it's going to be an exciting season. A lot of programs have gotten better, but so have the Tigers. Look out. With that being said, that'll do it for us today on the show. Just want to say thank you for joining us on Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Thank you for listening. Make sure you join our podcast and streaming platforms. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop.
Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 o'clock. We look forward to the next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're going to tease you with a quiz here, Coach John. Coach Jones. Don't get mad if you get it wrong, but we bring them all in. You stayed on, so we got you. We're going to teach you. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk to you soon. Charles. Of course. Coach Joe. Yes, sir. Election. Say election. Election. Dismiss. Election.